I'm a dude, and I'm inviting you to join me on a podcast about brews. Does that include stouts? Yes. Yes, of course it includes stouts. Like I was saying, join us every Saturday on the journey hey, hey, into... Hey, co- wait a minute. Do you, do you guys do anything about, like, IPAs? Yes. Like that? Yes, of, yes, of, yes, we do IPAs. Okay. It's, okay. It, yes. Anyway, join us on the Journey into Comics Network for Brews with Dudes. Whoa, whoa, po- hey, hey, do you... Have you guys ever... Do you care if I bring some Zima on? Yes, I care if you bring Zima. Zima doesn't count. Zima... Oh. Zima... Dr. Dongo. Anyway, join us every Saturday for a podcast that delves into the craft brew world. The following... The following... The following journey into comics. Journey into comics. The journey into comics. The journey into comics. Journey into comics. Journey into comics. Network. 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 Production. Production. This music is absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, it's, it's perfect. I love it. How you doing, Larry? I'm all right. How are you? I'm good. Cool. This is Chris and Larry, and you're listening to the very first episode of Crucial Tunes. You are. First the, one. The New first shit. one. Where cool. This is a podcast all about music and music-related stuff, so that's why we decided to... Use that cheesy ass metal intro. It bangs, man. It's good. That's actually unreleased new shit of our band. Yes, yes. Our We're changing band. shit, kinda. Mm-hmm. Not that much. No, I mean we've always sounded that kind of cheesy and butt rocky, but. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, so yeah, like we said, this is a pilot episode. Um, we know you don't know us. Well, actually, you may know me. I uh, I'm from another podcast. Uh, on the Journey into Comics Network called Kids for Sale, where I talk with my wife uh, about our terrible kids and the stupid <laughs> stuff they do all the time. And then <laughs> my boy Larry over here is my What's best up? friend. Hi. Uh, and we are in a band together called Get By. Uh, we've been in another band together before this. And mm-hmm. uh, I, I don't know. We've been in the music scene for Ever. A long time, yeah. Because we're yeah. fucking old. Yeah, we are. Uh, we're, we're. I think this is the official scene veteran age. I don't know. Is it yet, Was or do we have to get into our forties for that? Um, I don't know if it's actually age. It's just how long you've been around. I mean, I guess I've been in the music scene. Well, I dropped out of the music scene for a while. I did too for a long time. And uh, but I, I got into the music scene when I was about maybe sixteen, and then I was in it until. You know, I want to say early twenties, and then I got back in my late twenties. Yeah. So I was fourteen, and uh, did it till I was about twenty. Stopped until my late twenties. Yeah. Yeah. And now I'm thirty something. I'll be thirty one on Monday, actually. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. I, I just turned thirty three. I didn't. Why did I not realize before just the second that our birthdays were so close? Because our birthdays aren't significant because we're fucking old. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's really true. I don't even really get to celebrate my birthday much anymore. Mm-hmm. So my my son's birthday is three days after mine. So it's like... So that's it's all his, your energy yeah, and all the my, cool shit. My birthday is just his birthday. That's but, cool, though. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, it's, it is fun. Um, but yeah, so 
for this first episode of Crucial Tunes, uh, we wanted you to get introduced to us and uh, the stuff we're into. So we figured we would go through and talk about our favorite albums of all time. Five of them. Five of our... Yeah, I mean, there's a lot a lot of albums. It was actually really hard to it, narrow it down to five. With mm-hmm. And you know, it was hard for me was... And I'm. I think you had a similar issue, uh, trying trying to narrow it down to five albums that weren't in the same genre. Because like, yep. I I listen to everything, but it just so happens that like the bulk of my favorites are all like either metalcore or hardcore albums. Yep. But so so like when I was trying to narrow it down, I was like, well, I don't want to just do if I five metalcore about just albums. Like five different <laughs> saves the day records. No one's gonna give a shit mm-hmm. or want to hear it. So so we tried to spread them out a little bit and uh, make sure that. We crossed the genre lines quite a bit. Uh, I, I and we have we've barely previously talked about this, so we wanted this to flow like true. We're, we're discovering each other's favorite albums tonight, so that uh, this is because if of, it's yours aren't all metalcore and hardcore, I have no idea what they're going to be. Besides, <laughs> well, uh, Beach Boys probably they're they're mostly metalcore and hardcore, but <laughs> but, but I threw a couple of uh, curveballs in there. But do you do you want to start with one of yours first? Um, do you want to do our actual five, or do you want to do five honorable mentions and just kind of buzz through them? I guess we could do five honorable mentions. Okay. That'd be fun. Uh, Thursday, we're all the time. Ooh, that's that's such a good album. Mm-hmm. So Now, personally, I am a Full Collapse guy. Sure. Just because I love Understanding in a Car Crash. It's still, to this day, my favorite song of all time. Um, but... War all the time was such such an incredible follow up to Full Collapse. Mm-hmm. I, I, I didn't think they could. Right, right, for I mean, sure. They fucking did. Uh, it's and it's that is a good honorable mention, man. I, I wish I had thought of that one. That's okay. I, I actually, when I was going through my list of my top fives, I was like, do I throw Full Collapse in there? But like, I mean, it's my favorite song of all time. And don't get me wrong, I love Thursday, but like, I, I just wasn't sure if I should throw the full album in or not. There's there's albums I like better, but sure. Um, Every song on War All the Time and Full Claps all sound the same. Yeah, that's a pretty, that's a pretty fair assessment. I'd, I'd they're say. all about like broken glass or <laughs> something. Hey, man. Of the sort. Write what you know. Yeah, and they nail it. Uh, I, you know what? Now that So you got me thinking like of uh, older albums because uh, War All the Time was like. 2003, September. It came out on my birthday in 2003. No shit. It did. Um, that same day, it saves the day, and MXPX also released an album. Really? Yeah. It was good. MXPX album was great. Of course, you would say MXPX is. No, they've released not great albums. <laughs> um, That's fair. Saves the day album was okay. So, since you're you're digging back deep, I'm also gonna dig back deep. Uh, just because I I don't know what made me think of this, but I'm digging down to 2001. Uh, when I listened to this album in high school, it was got it, it was one of my favorite albums of the year. Uh, I, and I don't know if it's something you're familiar with. As you know, my past, mm. I was very new metal in high school. So everything I listened to back then was new metal. And this was like right in the center of that new metal phase. Uh, Dry Kill Logic, the darker side of nonsense. Cool. I can't say anything about it because I've never fucking heard it. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a it's just banger after banger after banger for real. It's it's one of the best new metal albums I can think of off the top of my head. Now, okay, I, I'm gonna go ahead and say one of the probably the best new metal album of all time. And you, I'll fight you if you don't agree with. It. Maybe not you, but I'll fight anybody else. If they I don't have agree a strong opinion on the best new metal album of all time too. I, it's on my list. I, well. 
mine is on my list, okay. but we'll we'll cover that later. So okay. if you want to go ahead with your second honorable mention, um, Kanye West, Dark Fantasy, the full title, whatever. But yeah, see, I, I, I've uh, I, 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 I never really got into Kanye. That's okay. I, I I know everybody in the world wanted me to, and I just I, I could do a whole. Not I, just an episode, I could do an entire I podcast know, about the life and times of Kanye West. I, believe me, I know you can. <laughs> He's got issues, man, and he's misunderstood. Yeah, yeah I guess, but I, I don't know. I, I will not deny that the man knows how to produce a hit song. There's no, I don't, nobody can deny that because no. he's done it time and time again. For everyone. He also, yes. no one can deny that he knows how to grab the entire world's attention he, over nothing. He absolutely does. Uh, I just personally just, is not my cup of tea, I guess. Sure. Um, if we're going along those routes now, uh, we're doing hip hop slash rap. I'm going to go an honorable mention, Bone Thugs and Harmony, East 1999. Sick. Probably the, my favorite rap album of all time. Um, I don't. I don't think much needs to be said about it. It's. It's a classic. It's a. It's an absolute classic in the genre, and uh, the Bone Thugs are still to this day uh, my favorite rap group. Although they they dropped a new album. Was it just this year? Or was I it have last no year? idea. And it it was not fun. I, I was oh, I was I was really bummed about it when I heard it. Because I, I wanted it to be good so bad. It, it was last year. I've always wanted to walk out live to Me Killa real bad. Wait a minute. What I think it? that'd be cool. Oh, yeah. New Waves? Was that it? New Waves? New Wave like like Devo? No, that's not it. Oh. oh, was it? Yeah, maybe that was it. I don't know. All I know is whatever the most recent album was that Bone Thugs put out, I listened to it. And I think it was last year. And, man, I just was... I, I could not get into it. Sure. And it, it happens. It, it was, I mean, it was really, it felt like they were just really digging to try to re-spark that old. <laughs> I wonder if uh, it worked. No. <laughs> <laughs> we we all know the answer to that already. Sure. But, all right, go ahead with your next one. Uh, brother, sister, me without you. Oh. Yeah. We just saw me without you a few months ago. We and, did. God, it was amazing. It was amazing. Brother, sister, too. There's some parts in that album when you hear them. Like in uh in Masses of Men, the big oh my god chant with the yes. with the, the spells. I was actually just Woo! I was gonna mention Masses of Men because like I don't consider myself a religious person anymore. But whenever I hear that like that one part of the song when he says, "If ever you came near, I would hold up high a mirror." Lord, I could never show you anything as beautiful as you. Just the 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 emotion in those lyrics and the way he shouts sure, it sure. and just oh it's incredible it's mo- it's so moving like even if you are not a religious person give me without you a try especially brother sister i th- i think that's a good introduction album for people that don't sure. know me without you cuz it's kind of in the middle of their sound it's mm-hmm. got the old chanty Aaron Weiss but it's also got the newer singy kind of Aaron Weiss well newer is still uh, it's all well, crazy again now it's crazy again but i i mean if you if you go through yeah. their which i have not heard the new Sick. I, I heard the new uh th- so there was like two EPs that came out mm-hmm. right i think something like that one they were both called untitled. One was in lowercase and one was in capitals or something like that. Sounds about something they would and do. And the lowercase one was like a softer, mellower, and the uppercase one was supposed to be like louder and and like back to their roots a little sure. more. 
I haven't heard that one yet. I heard the softer one, and it was good. Mm-hmm. I, I, it was, I was hoping for a little more, but it was well, good. Sure. But, I liked uh, it, though, a lot. Yeah. But we're not here to review new albums yet. We'll, we'll get to no. that. We'll get to that another episode. But, uh, oh, God, now you brought up me without you. Mm-hmm. It was um, hard to pick which album of theirs I would put on here. Yeah, but I was gonna say that one. I was gonna say, God damn, brother, sister is so good. Um, mm, I guess I'm gonna throw a "Me Without You" album in on the honorable mentions too. Sure, but now I can't decide. It's tough. I I, we we saw the reunion. Well, not reunion, but the the anniversary tour of AB Life, uh, which was their first album, and. God, that album is still so, so perfect. But then they followed it up with Catch for Us the Foxes, and I, that like made me fall in love with them. They're one of those bands that like every album they put out, it's distinctly them, mm-hmm. but so it different. is a, such a new sound for them. You mm-hmm. know, like there's no mistake. Like you hear any of their songs, and you're like, oh yeah, that's me without you. But then you, it's it's just completely not what was on the last album. So it, man, it's so hard to pick one. If I had to go between the two, I, I'd probably go AB Life. Cool. I it's so raw. And it is, and that's it's guttural. That's that's something I tend to get into more. Is the old like slightly underproduced raw oh, albums? Yeah. I like that sound. I I don't like the the polished sound in the later albums. That's I mm-hmm. tend to like the first couple albums just before they sure you know before they learn what they're doing better. Sure. <laughs> It just it feels like it means a lot more in the early days. I don't know. That's, I get you though. Yeah, that album's got so much just power and hellfire. Oh, Bullet to binary. I still remember the first time I heard Bullet to binary. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I was in, um, like a multimedia editing class with Tim, and he played it. Tim Barrett, or yeah, yeah that's my cousin Tim. That, What's up? <laughs> what up tim tim was in uh a band with us called no fences he a couple was, years ago he was we were a, a uh a punk rock garth brooks cover band and God, it that was, was tight so, that was so fun it was fun it was, was so fun, fun and it was fucking easy man it was. <laughs> I, man i wish we could we, we need to get a reunion going on that because god i would We've been talking that about again. that for a year i know <laughs> <laughs> we will we will eventually all right what's your next honorable mention um uh saves the day stay what you are so saves the day is one of those bands I missed. They're I just still compl- around. I I know. I it's it's too late. You no, know? it's not. Oh, I, so because because you were around during when the Beach Boys was in their prime too. Ah, that's, true. <laughs> that's true. No, but it, like I grew up. I grew up on Beach Boys. That's why I still have like it's. I sure. I love Beach Boys more out of nostalgia than anything. Um, but saves the day is just one of those bands. Like I heard uh, at your funeral. That's the first song on this album. Um, I'm trying to remember what year that would have been. It was like on the radio and shit. Yeah, that was 2001. I was gonna say one or two, because mm-hmm. um, I remember being in high school and talking. There was a kid in my art class that liked Saves the Day, and he was the only kid I had talked to in school that even knew who they were. So that that's one of the reasons I couldn't get into them is just because I couldn't talk to anybody about them. And sure, like, I, that was one of the big that was one of the big things uh. back back then for me was. You know, 
I like I, I'm one of those kinds of people. I can't just listen to something or watch a movie or watch a TV show or read a book or something. When I finish it, I sure. have to discuss with sure. somebody. Sure. And if there's nobody else listening to the same stuff, then I, well, I just I can't get into like it. When I, I the uh, the morning after I finished the second season of Stranger Things, mm-hmm. I went to work. I'm like, hey, did anyone else finish Stranger Things? <laughs> like, what? And I'm like, fuck! I have to leave. I have I to know. find somebody to talk to That's, about this. I, I so. It, you know, this is off topic, but let's just run with this anyway. Uh, that actually sparked a huge argument between me and Ashley, my wife, uh, a couple of years ago. Because for years and years and years, I didn't touch Game of Thrones at all. I didn't watch a single episode, didn't read the books or anything. I've never seen it. Because by the time I even knew what it was, I was already like a season behind. And then... The seasons kept going, you know, a, a couple mm-hmm. edits, you know, a couple more seasons passed because I didn't have HBO. And meanwhile, everybody that like out of my friend group that would appreciate like, you know, the nerdy people sure. that appreciate dragons and swords fights and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. They, had al- they already all watched it. Sure. And they so, don't want to talk about so it. So they again. don't want to talk about it. So I just never started it. And sure. then. I went to I went out of town for work or something uh, for a week and then. When I got back, Ashley told me that she had started watching Game of Thrones and she was like two or three episodes in and I got so pissed because I was like, <laughs> I was like, I had no idea you would be into this. Sure. I was like, if I would have known, we would have fucking started this together like a month ago. And but she she started it without me. And man, I got so mad. But she let me catch up. And then we watched the whole first season together. But I mean, it's only about two or three episodes. Like, who gives a shit? I, I know. Well, I did. Because okay. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I was I was so upset just because I waited so long to have somebody to watch I it with. It. I'm also like the king of petty shit. And then but then she got mad right back at me because she's like, you never said you wanted to watch this. How was I supposed to know? Blah, 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 blah. blah. And then and so. That that was that argument. <laughs> I cool. lost, by the way. I, I always lose that argument. But uh, do you have this argument still? Uh, I mean, yeah. You still fight about us? You fucking kidding me? No, not not about Game of Thrones. <laughs> okay. so, well, I guess yeah, we do because like so, some something like this will come up, and then she'll just be, oh, it's Game of Thrones all over again, and then and then it's that argument again. But cool. So I mean, yeah, we're because we we're petty like that. Sure, we bring up three year old arguments and fight over fight over it again, but. Uh yeah, back to music again. Sure. Uh, where'd you leave off? Saves the day. Saves the day. It was your turn. Oh, you know what? Amazing that I did not include this on my top five, but I'm gonna honorable mention Glassjaw, and I'm gonna th- I'm gonna say everything you ever wanted to know about Silence. Over worship and tribute. Over worship and tribute. Just because that was my introduction to Glassjaw, and again, that was them at their rawest. Sure, like a most aggressive, most Dude, that like, album's mean. just angry, and and uh, uh, worship and tribute has some of my favorite Glassjaw songs on it. Uh, like the, that's when they got real pretty and like they they really learned their sound, they learned their instrument, they learned everything, sure. and, and almost perfected it on worship and tribute. But I like that raw, screechy, angry. Oh yeah, everything. Uh, the more recent Glassjaw, not crazy about it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It came out. Was it last year? Or last, two years ago. Two years ago. I don't know. They put they put out some shit, and it just wasn't for I, it. I I I dug it, but it's not old Glassjaw for sure. I, it's it's not as good as old Glassjaw. No, it's, nothing is as good as old no. Glassjaw. <laughs> but yeah, what's your next? Um, Alkaline Trio from here to Infirmary. 
so alkaline trio another we've talked about this before it's another band i missed and i really wish i hadn't because every time i listen to them i'm just like god i wish i was into them you can be i know i, and I and they just released an i know album the other I, day. I was actually just and listening it's phenomenal to it. i was listening to it was it today or yesterday it is great it's a great album and and i like i said i've liked everything i've heard of theirs it's just i every time i listen to them i'm just like man i, I feel like they passed me by already sure and i hate that but happens. i mean yeah what are you gonna do right it happens um but yeah, they're they're one of your favorites, right? Oh yeah, big time. Yep, yep. I have the logo tattooed on my arm. Yep, I was gonna say that's one of your two, two, and MXPX the other MXPX, one. MXPX the other one. Um, the only logo I have tattooed on my arm is "Get By." <laughs> I I don't. I want it. Get it. I want it on my Not neck. Too late. Yeah, dude, no, on your face, dude. Real spike bets. I would like Frank. <laughs> Frank has up, a face Frank? tattoo. He's never going to listen to this. He might. No, he ain't. He, ain't. <laughs> he so won't. Just talk shit. He doesn't have time because he's playing in like five bands. And he's uh, he's a tattoo apprentice now. He's tattooing now? Yeah. I and he on... lives with Vito. And they live like four miles away from me. I was completely unaware of all these things. We went to um, that street fest in Griffith and we saw um, a Fleetwood Mac tribute band. Okay. And Vito that's was pretty, there. That's pretty awesome. I was just, I was too hyped to be hanging out with Vito, so I just talked to Vito the whole time. <laughs> uh, and Vito bought a townhouse in Dyer, and Frank lives with him. And I'm like, what? Where? And he oh, told shit. me where. And I'm like, that's like four miles from my house. Huh. So I'm going to go hang out with Frank and Vito. You, you want to just give their address on air real quick? So, <laughs> um, It's by the coffee bean on 30, I'll tell you that. <laughs> they ain't going to hear this shit ever. Fuck y'all. <laughs> oh, by, by the way, Vito and Frank are from the band Low Country. Low Conch. Conch. <laughs> Conch. Uh, <laughs> one of our local favorites and like our our, uh, our brother-sister band, I guess. It's, it's all dudes in both of our bands. Yep. <laughs> I, you all, I, I, meant to, I was going to just say brother band, but then I was like, that sounds stupid. And then I was going to say just sister band, and that sounds stupid too. But you picked the stupidest of yeah, both. I picked the, uh, you know? <laughs> Pick the best of both dumb worlds. Yeah, you um, did. You nailed it. So um, I guess my la- we're on our last uh, honorable mentions. Yes, right? my last honorable mention is going to be uh, actually my surprising again that none of their albums showed up on my top five, uh, but they are my favorite metalcore band of all time. Ooh, I wonder if I even know who it is. It's possible. I just went and saw them. They had a reunion show a couple months ago. I do know who it is. Uh, me and the wife drove to Iowa to go see them. She bought Slipknot! No. Oh, I wish. I was going to say wrong Iowa, but there's <laughs> no. only one Iowa. <laughs> uh, they're not actually from Iowa. They're from they're from Minnesota. Um, with Dead Hands Rising. <sighs> I fucking... I don't think I've ever heard them at all. I adore With Dead Hands Rising. But they're one of those... They're. I've seen them live more than I've seen anybody else. I, I want to say at least at least eight times, I want to say. Damn. Um, and they, it's just, I don't know. I don't know what it is about their music. I, I, I don't think I could pick a favorite song. I don't think I could pick a favorite album. Um, but their first two albums, which actually, I think one of them is just an EP. I'm going to look them up real quick. They're, they're both on Spotify. They just actually put all their music on Spotify earlier this year. Weren't they on Ferret? Uh, no, they were on Metal Blade. Oh, uh, Ferret was better. <laughs> Dude, Ferret had some good shit. 
Uh, yeah, it did. Uh, be, yeah, one of the, one their the horror grows near was just an EP, which that was their second EP. Uh, well, their second release, their first release was a full length album called Behind Inquisition. Their first release was a full length. Yeah, a lot wow. of song. Well, this was back in the early two thousands when people did that. No one has <laughs> ever done that but them. Yeah. No, see, back in the day, people didn't release EPs. Like in the in the late nineties, early two thousands, they released like demos, two, th- two or three song demos, or they released full length albums. That was it. There was no six song EP. There was no seven song EP. They were full lengths or demos. Demos. Let's release a demo. Let's release a demo <laughs> on hxcmp3.com. Oh, wow. You remember? <laughs> yeah. Hard, that found so many great bands through that. Oh, all the time, man. It was the best. It was a great resource. It really was. I miss that. I miss MySpace. I think that was the, the best tool for musicians there ever was, was MySpace. Facebook is so much like... It's it's such a bigger audience and it's oh, easier yeah. to reach that audience. But I liked MySpace because you put your music right up on it and people could listen to your music right there on your page. They don't yep. have to click to a separate page. It's right there for them. All your shows. It, it was just a neat. Uh, it it was all all the information was like right there. Right when you open the page, it was all right there. You could see the shows. You could see the comments section. You could. He's see breaking it down with yeah, his hands. With you guys hands, can't yeah. tell because you're just we keeping it. It was all right there. It was all right there. I can't think of a. I can't think of a better way to describe it. Um, but like Facebook, I feel like uh, you know, Facebook. A band posts something on Facebook and then yeah. it gets lost in their feed. Like For sure. three days later, and For I, sure. I hate having to dig for that stuff. Everything was right at the top. Getting dinged from work. Uh, oh, and I'm not going to answer this right now. Actually, I got to I got to text the guy back. I'm going to pause just real quick, and we're back. Uh, so, uh, yes, but uh, with my my last honorable mention is with Dead Hands Rising. I'm going to go behind Inquisition behind Inquisition since it's the full length album. Sure. And actually, there's one of my all time favorite guitar parts on that song. Uh, uh, what's the song called? Wings. Where wings become weapons. Oh, is it part one or part two? I never. Ooh, I don't remember. Sounds like you really don't like them that much. <laughs> well, I don't. It's one of. The, I listen. I don't know the titles. I'm, I'm. I'm bad with song titles and stuff. Um. I I I know the sounds of things, and I can air drum along. I can air guitar along with oh, everything. Sure. Everything sure. I've ever heard. I know every beat. Every. But I just don't. I don't. Oh. Surprisingly, this is one. I I don't know if I've talked about this on a podcast before, but. I, I pay so much attention to the music and the drumming and, you know, all the instruments. I never learn the lyrics to songs. So, like, my favorite albums of all time, I don't know the words to most of the songs. That's crazy. And I could go I could go up front at the shows because, like, I'll go, to, I'll go to see them live and I'll be, like, you know, up front by the stage, like, oh, my God, I'm seeing this song. And then everybody behind me is singing along. And then I quickly realize... Oh fuck! I don't know any of these words, and if they throw a <laughs> microphone in my face, I'm gonna have to like. Whoa. If you're at a metalcore show and a singer jumps down and puts a mic in your face, you can just go. Bah, da, 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 then you'll be good to go. A hundred percent true. But oh my god, look at that fucking wave from that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, oh, so so you mentioned one of your favorite guitar parts. Yes. What is your absolute favorite guitar part ever? Ooh. Uh... This is gonna sound lame, but it's an Atreyu. Ah, uh, it could be lame. Pro- probably <laughs> is. It's off of uh, 
their first album, Suicide Notes and Butterfly Kisses. No, well, it's oh. so. Are we talking like riffs? Are we talking because this is the lead? Uh, favorite guitar like part. The guitar solo at the end of uh, Lip Gloss and Black. Does sound lame. Shut up. I love this. That's pretty sick, actually. It's awesome. <laughs> it's like really simple power metal. Right? And I love that. And they end their album on this, and I love it. I Man, I should have put this in my honorable mentions. You should have. Dude, Suicide Notes and Butterfly Kisses was an my incredible album. I know everybody hates Atreyu, but... guitar part ever is the bridge of Get It Faster by Jimmy Eat World. Really? You know what I'm talking about? Nope. I guess I'm gonna have to look it up real quick. You you've heard this. It's on Bleed American. You've heard that album a thousand times front to back. Everybody in America has. But you'll know what I'm talking about if you can find it. It's like it's it, it's a way in there. That's so fucking cool. That is awesome. Ooh, that's, that's fucking that's good. That's, that's really so sick. good. I like that that's a lot. That's my favorite part in any song, maybe ever. It's so good. That's fair enough. That's fair enough. That I, is I such like that. a cool part of a song. <laughs> All right, well. So, your I actual... Guess, yes, we're on to our actuals now. I started the first one, you start this one. Okay. Well, you've already mentioned a couple of times, I am a big Beach Boys fan. Sure. Um, Everybody's a big Beach Boys so fan, but this, you're like a big ass yes, Beach Boys fan. I, I've seen the Beach Boys. I've seen them twice now. Uh, once was uh, the Beach Boys, which I I consider the quote unquote Beach Boys, but legally they are the Beach Boys. It's Mike Love and his band because uh, in the '90s I think it was uh, Mike Love sued Brian Wilson for the rights to the name the Beach Boys and won. So Mike Love. It, who is like the poser of the Beach Boys, in my opinion. Poser. Poser. You fucking poser, Mike Love. I hope you're listening to this, Mike Love. He is. Fucking He's like, oh, poser. God damn it. It's God, God damn it. a poser. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he, he, he legally <laughs> gets to tour as the Beach Boys. Um, and that was the Beach and Boys. And Brian Wilson has nothing to do with it? Uh, Brian Wilson just tours as Brian Wilson now. Does he play Beach Boy songs? Oh, yeah. yeah fucking yeah. cool. Um, yeah, they... they they co-own the catalog, from what I understand, so they can both okay. play all the songs, but Mike Love calls himself the Beach Boys. Um, that was the first time I saw them was at a county fair, uh, <laughs> with Mike Love's version of the Beach Boys. And then a couple years ago, they had their 50-year anniversary tour, Wow! and I went and saw that at the Chicago Theater, which that was the first time I'd ever been to the Chicago, Chicago Theater. Chicago Theater is amazing. And it was, it was, it's the perfect place to see the Beach Boys, too, because it's such a classic-looking theater, sure. that really cool lit-up marquee outside. It was it was incredible, um, but that was all the remaining Beach Boys reunited. I thought you were going to say that all that remains was point with the Beach Boys. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> that was like fucking cool. It's yeah, it was, so you. It was it was <laughs> it was all the remaining Beach Boys. It was it was Brian Wilson, Mike Love, Al Jardine, uh, Bruce Johnston, and um, oh, what's the guy's name? He played guitar for them for a while. Um, 
David Steve. David Marks. I was gonna say Steve. Is Vi. it David Marks? Richard Marks? Richard Marks was uh, like a pop singer from the eighties. Yeah, you're right. Was he in the Beach Boys? No, he was like a baby. So. Maybe, probably not. Probably not. Did Richard Marks had some fire ass songs though? David, David Marks, maybe. I'm gonna say it was Carl. Yeah, Carl Marks. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, uh, Beach Boys. I'm gonna say my favorite album uh, is actually technically not. It's it's the Smile Sessions. If you look it up on Spotify, is that Pet Sounds. No, I love Pet Sounds. Pet Sounds is, is like uh, still considered to be one of the greatest pop albums of all time by yep. a lot of musicians. But I like the Smile Sessions, specifically the Smile Sessions. If you look it up on Spotify, it so Smile was an album that they that Brian Wilson wrote while the rest of the Beach Boys were you know out on tour because sure. he had already had his mental breakdown. He didn't tour with them anymore. So he wrote this album, and it's like a super psychedelic, crazy, trippy album. Um, and it almost broke the band up because when they came back, Mike Love was like refusing. He didn't want to play any of the songs because they didn't fit the formula of singing about girls and cars and surfing. You're like fucking 100, though. Like, you're not doing that shit anymore. <laughs> well, well, this was this was in the 60s, though. This oh. was when they oh, were still young. Oh, so then, yeah, yeah, he is doing that shit, so... Yeah. Yeah, but but Brian Wilson wanted to do something artistic, so he he writes this album called Smile, and there was so much controversy about it that they never released it. They ended up releasing almost all the songs on separate releases after that, and like going through the seventies, they would release a song on each album sure. after that. Um, but they never released it as itself, just Smile, uh, until actually I think just a few years ago they finally put it out. You know, uh, Brian Wilson took all the old recordings and pieced them together with a producer, and they he put it together. The That's way really he cool, wanted. actually. Um, but there is a different version of it called the Smile Sessions. I don't know who pieced. I I think there was a couple of producers that got together and found all these old tapes and pieced it together the way they thought it would sound. And it's such a such a crazy album. It's amazing, start to finish. I, I I can listen to it over and over again, start to finish. But my favorite thing about the Smile Sessions is not just the music, which I love, but after the album is over, they have all the like the studio outtakes and stuff of like just recording sure. different p- bits and pieces of the song. And Brian Wilson, hands down, the greatest producer that's ever lived, in my opinion. Okay. At, at such a young age, he had such an incredible ear for music, and he knew exactly what he wanted to sure. hear. And and so just listening to him in the studio, like, no, you need to get this a little closer to the mic, and no, you need to do this a little bit. Just listening to him arrange this album is sure. like my favorite thing ever. So that's that's why the Smile Sessions specifically, not Smile, the Smile Sessions cool. is on my list. That's actually really neat. That's. A very detailed answer for for just one album, but that's that's why I love that album. I like it. <coughs> cool beans. What's your number five? Um, I, I guess. Are we going are, in uh, order? Not really. Not really. Oh, then I'll pick one of these at random. Uh, the Miseducation of Lauren Hill. Wow. Yeah. That's that man. What is that? Nineteen I remember that year at the Grammys, it won like categories that like wasn't even fucking in like best latin album or you know what? shit like it won so many <laughs> grammys that year i put on uh doo-wop mm-hmm. a couple maybe a month or two ago and ashley was not into it what the fuck why I, you know, she was she was really young when it came out uh she she was born in 91 so like so she, i don't think she just i don't know it didn't grab her the way it grabbed because i i was 
so let's say it came out in 97. I was like 12 years old when it hit. So sure. it was all over the radio. It was all over MTV. I, I remember the music video. Oh, yeah. It was and, awesome. And I just remember how big of a phenomenon that was. It was and, the biggest and, thing and, in the world it, when it happened. And it was so good, too. It's such a good song. She can sing like an angel, and she can yeah. rap like yeah. hard as hell. That's, man, that's a solid pick. Oh, yeah. I remember when it won album of the year that year, and Paul McCartney... um. What, what is it called when you give someone a Grammy? Present. Or... Present. How did I not fucking think of that? <laughs> um, Paul McCartney presented it and uh, gave it to Lawrence Hill. Lawrence, like, Lawrence. like my birth name. <laughs> but like Lawrence Hill. I, I would imagine she was probably really upset about that because it's yeah. like a huge fucking moment in your music career. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that sucks. I'm, I'm trying to look up the year real quick. On that. I want to say it was 97 or 98. but 98. Every 98. song on that album is great. Everything about it's great. It's perfect. That's a real solid Every, thing. I'm, I'm going to have to go back and listen to that one again. You, I, it's been ages since I listened so to it. It's so fucking good. Every music video for that album was super cool. There's um, one of the uh, singles for that album. The video is like New York City and it's a record. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And, and it's just spinning. It's this giant ass needle going through the streets like it's grooves. It's fucking cool. It's a really great album. Back when music videos used to be really cool. Yeah. What's now the coolest music video ever? I don't know. I, I I guess the one that sticks out in my head just because it was when I was growing up and it was huge for like a whole summer and it was my favorite album that summer, uh, The Beastie Boys Intergalactic. Great video. It was an awesome video. It's, it's like cheesy but cool at the same time. Uh, Freak on a Leash video is really cool with the bullet. Yeah, the bullet flying everywhere and, and Jonathan Davis stops it just by by looking at it. And then he goes, boom, and it starts flying around the room. He says, go. Well, first he does, boom. (laughs) Oh, man, what a great fucking song. (laughs) Yeah, that was good. Um, Um, Next one. Next one. Uh, I guess I'll I'll dip into my hardcore slash metalcore, uh, and then I'll mix in the the other one a little bit later. Uh, My favorite hardcore album of all time is Champion Promises Kept. Sketchy. It is. I know. I was gonna. I was. I was gonna keep Champion off of this list because of the recent allegations against their singer. It was. It was a Two and a half years ago. But uh, I. I just can't deny that it is the hardcore album that I've listened to more than any other, and it's one that I keep going back to just because it's. It's so good. It's so good. It is very very good. Two thousand four, I think, was uh, promises kept. And Champion still, you know, the singer aside, which I've already mentioned, by the way, that I don't pay as close attention to the singers as I do the rest of the music. So it's kind of easy for me to separate myself from him while I'm listening to it. I I really just like, I like the guitar work on the album, and I think they've got one of the best drum, well, they had one of the best drummers in hardcore. Did he die? No, they broke up like fucking 10 years ago. Oh, true. Um, But... Yeah, Champions, my all-time favorite hardcore band. Promises kept my all-time favorite hardcore album. So, I guess I don't have much else to say about it. It's just you can't really break down a hardcore album that much. Yeah, it, I mean, hardcore Especially a hardcore album is a hardcore as album. Cookie cutter as Champion, right? Right. But the, I mean, they're one of the reasons a, a crossed out <laughs> thing here, and it was Wake the Dead because I'm like, what can I say about that? Champ, Champion is one of the reasons that. 
that sound of hardcore is so cookie cutter though they, i mean they were the one of the bands that made that sound yeah that's true you know? i mean there's a lot of different versions of hardcore a lot of different styles of hardcore they're uh, also very true and that one is like that melodic yet punky uh i i i want to say they're they're not quite a youth crew youth crew is like older and but but they got that kind of that youth crew feel because they're you know they're a straight edge band and sure um but it's just like a super positive sounding album like bane yeah 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 and but i just love man the guitar work on that album is my favorite sure that's, that's that's what that's it What's up? What's up next for you? Uh, next one, I'll do Bad Religion, The Gray Race. Bad Religion, another band that I wish I would have gotten into. I, I every, every fucking I one. know, man. I know. That's uh, um, I you're I know you're really big into like harmony, mm-hmm. pretty like yeah. That's one of the reasons I like Bad. They Religion. do like fucking five part beautiful crazy harmony, and every song on this album has this massive chorus, and it's just. Now, Beautiful. What year is that? Ninety six. So that's 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 like pretty late and not late because their career is, still is going on. Um, now what what album is Twenty First Century? That's on. Boy. That's like albums and albums before yes, this. Before, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. See, I I don't know my Bad Religion timeline. I just know I don't know it that well. They're they're one of those bands. When I hear them, I'm like, oh yeah, it's Bad Religion. And I, I really like them, but I just. I don't listen to them enough to know their sound through the sure. years, you know, and I don't know any of their albums. I don't... All their albums have like <clears throat> fucking 20 songs on them. Yeah. Um, they all sound the same. They all sound the same. Oh my God. I cannot stress how much every better religious <laughs> song sounds the same. Uh, but the vocal work and the guitar work and melody structure on this album is impeccable. It's so fucking good. I, we're we're going to have to exchange lists after this episode so we can yeah, sure. so we can listen to each other's favorite albums and then on the next episode we can shit get, on each other's favorite yeah. albums. Fuck, Man, that album's fucking you bad. You What's wrong with you? Ooh. That shit is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my next one uh is my favorite metalcore album of all time. Um actually the band that got me into metalcore. Uh I still remember I the, know this, I think. The first time I heard this album uh was the se- my senior year of high school, um, t- 2004, uh, it was senior ditch day, and me and a couple friends decided to go to uh, Six Flags, and we got all the way up to Six Flags, and it was fucking pouring rain, so we were like, well, we're not going to pay to get in and maybe not ride a roller coaster all day, so we just went down the street to Gurney Mills, which was that giant-ass mall, Sure. and we found like a CD outlet store, and I found this release. And I was like really excited because I had not seen one of their albums before. I had just heard their music online. Um, a little bit more of a backtrack. If do you remember uh, MidwestMetal.org? Mm-hmm. So there was a website put together by a guy from my hometown. Um, this town we were in. Yes, Lowell. Uh, Ryan Kasparian, uh, who still does web design and graphic design and stuff for bands. Um, but he put together this website called Midwest Metal, and literally every like up and coming hardcore metalcore, death metal, uh, you know thrash metal, every band in the Midwest got onto this website. So like 
if you wanted to hear anything underground, you just went down this list of bands, A to Z, you just clicked on all of them, and you listened to whatever couple demo tracks they put out. That's where I heard Haste the Day. That's where I heard Dead to Fall. That's where I heard Between the Berry to Me. Um, and actually, which is strange, because I don't think Between the Berry to Me is even from the Midwest. I think they're from like the East Coast. I think they're from... I have no idea. I'm going like, to say something, I'm, but... I'm I'm wondering if maybe I, now that I'm thinking about it, maybe I didn't get them on Midwest Metal, but maybe I got them like linked from another band on Midwest Metal. I don't remember. No idea. But I just think of I think of Between the Bear to Me, and I think of Midwest Metal for some reason. But I had not heard this album before that because before that I had only heard uh, songs off of uh, their previous album. Um, I don't know. I don't remember the name of their first album. That shows how big of a super fan I am. Yep. Uh, their pre their first album. Oh god damn it! My phone just crashed. Sick. Yeah. There's a couple BT Bam albums that I really like. Radio. Well, the one I'm going to mention is Silent Circus. Has it got Mordecai on it? Yes. Yes. The the end of Mordecai is so good. The every song on that album is so good. Uh, so their first album, duh, self titled. (laughs) Sure. Uh, I had heard a couple songs off of that, and that got me into them. So when I went, when I was going through the CD outlet store, and I saw Between the Buried and Me, Silent Circus, I was like, well, shit, I've never heard this album, but I love Between the Buried and Me. And I grabbed it, and I listened to it the whole way back from Gurney, and it blew my mind. I have Silent Circus on vinyl. That ch- I, I also have Silent Circus oh, on vinyl. Yeah. Is it black? Uh, Mine's black. I don't remember. No, I've I've... I listened to it a couple times a couple years ago. Ashley got it for me a couple years ago when I start, first started collecting vinyl. And I put it away, and I haven't listened to it again since. But um, I actually have all of this on vinyl. Every one of these honorable mentions, too. That's cool. I didn't think about I ha- that. I have a Champion album on vinyl. I have a Beach Boys like Greatest Hits album on vinyl. Uh, but the rest of these... I, uh, and si- like I said, Silent Circus I have on vinyl. But Silent Circus made such an impact on me like from that point forward, I was like, I, I denounced my new new metal days, and I was only metalcore from that point. Uh, and I started a metalcore band, and uh, I got a tattoo with "Between the Buried and Me" lyrics. Yeah, and uh, that was my first tattoo, and actually my only tattoo until just like last year when I got the "Get By" tattoo. Yeah. So now I have two tattoos: a, a "Between the Buried and Me" and the "Get By" tattoo. Um, but yeah, it's, that was just a game changer for me. It's a good album. It's a very it's cool a album. Great album. I like it. I really like. Um, I don't know if, it, if maybe the album after that. Colors. Oh no, Alaska but, was after that. Alaska. Colors. Colors was after Alaska. There's a song on Alaska. Selkie's obsession. Is that it? Yeah. And the end of that sounds like fucking like Karate Kid music. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah, that, I love that. And and between the bear to me actually is the band after with Dead Hands Rising that I've seen second most. I saw between the bear to me I think six times. I've seen NFG the most. I've seen them seventeen times. times. I just I started, that's like the same fucking songs every time I see them. I'm like, Dude, come on. I started thinking about it a few years, like just last year because I started going to a lot more shows just in the last couple of years. Cause I I went for years without going to any and i started going to shows again a couple years ago sure and i realized like i haven't been to a lot of shows i haven't been to a lot of concerts I've... so like some of my favorite bands like, like i said between the bear to me i think i've seen five six times 
With Dead Hands Rising, I think I've seen seven or eight. I think I've seen Between the Bear and Me once with Norma Jean and Misery Signals. Oh, Misery Signals. Dude, it was a great show. It was uh, the, what was the Norma Jean album after, oh God, Redeemer? Redeemer. With the girl yeah. with the getting eaten by the crow st- or whatever? I stopped listening to oh, It Norma was the Jean Redeemer tour and it was fucking sick. <laughs> yeah. I saw I saw Norma Jean twice. Three, three times? Twice. Twice. I love Norma Jean. Norma Jean was great. What's the next on your list? Um, Further Seems Forever, The Moon is Down. Ooh. I don't think I know that one. I, I have... It's their first full-length album. I had a Further Seems Forever album, and I don't remember which one it was. You probably had How to, uh, How to Start a Fire. Uh, further Seems... And really, that album could very well be on this list. I love both of those albums very, 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 very much. Oh, you know what? Maybe I didn't have a Further Seems Forever album. Maybe I just... Well, I might have had one, like a burnt copy of one sure. back in the day. But I don't but, uh, I don't recognize any of this album art. Oh, it's like white and pink. It's got an airplane on it. It's yeah. very like early 2000s emo on the front. Yes. It's a very good album. Uh, it's Chris Carreba, yeah. Great Dashboard, just playing in this like almost jazz-ish like super complicated and simple at the same time because it's all like in 4-4 but like you listen to the drummer you try to follow him you're like i don't know what the fuck he's doing i can't i can't do it (laughs) um just horribly depressing lyrics so chris caraba yeah but it's like these aren't just like blatantly about like him being left by a girl like there's a song about like him dying in the desert oof Uh, that's heavy um i mean there's those lame ass like uh some girl left me and now i'm stuck in this beach town alone and everything is cold and the winter is forever and shit like that those are like almost dead on verbatim lines (laughs) from that album oh but i love it it's super short it's like 10 songs okay every song is good every song is 10 songs short for a full length album 10 songs pretty short you think so yeah What's the, what's the shortest of full length album? Ten songs. <laughs> is it really ten songs? I don't before know. They consi- I don't make that I, shit up. I, I, think it's, I feel like it's probably around eight is when where they draw the line usually seven or eight. Either way, know. every but, song on it. I saw them play that album with that lineup in two thousand twelve or thirteen, maybe. Oh yeah, yeah. They just came to the bottom lounge. I went by my fucking self because no one n- cared. Oh, dude, the Bottom Lounge is the best, too. Bottom Lounge is a cool place to go if you don't go with anybody else. It's it's an easy room to just chill by yourself. I remember, like, I get there, and, like, I'm up the fuck front, like, hyped. Yeah. And then I look over. I was working at Jimmy John's at the time. And there was a guy who, like, worked, like, I guess a couple of buildings away and came in every day. And I'm like, hey, guy. <laughs> and then, every, like, after that, we would, like hang out and, like smoke cigarettes like, outside the building together and shit and bullshit now we're friends on facebook and shit i still know what he's doing nice he's a good guy <laughs> nice anyway yeah that's that whole story but i love further seems forever more than almost anything you say that about a lot of things the only <laughs> the only band that i like more than further seems forever is mxpx okay fair enough fair I enough fucking love them all right all right and what was it what was the name of that album? Again? The Moon Is Down. The Moon Is Down. All right, I'm going to check down. that one out. You should. You you fucking love yeah. it. Well, we're, we'll, again, we're going to trade lists. I'm going to listen to all these. Okay, my next one is my wild card. I picked this one. 
because uh, I I actually I I genuinely love this album. Uh, it's and and I just have a lot of fond memories attached to this album. It's it's a very nostalgic album for me. Um, just like I can remember the places I were I was I was. Uh, I can remember all the places I was the first time I heard these songs, you know, and uh, it's it's still just it's it's just a happy album. Uh, it's Coldplay, Rush of Blood. Good. It's it's I, I'm I'm a big Coldplay fan, you know. There's a couple of Coldplay albums that I love. There's at least I I can I mean, their first three I love. Was that Russia Blood, X and Y, and Viva La Vida? Those were the first Parachutes. Three? Parachutes. Parachutes was the first one. Oh. And then it was Russia Blood. Okay. And then X and Y. No, Viva La Vida and then X and Y. No, X and Y was first. Was Viva it? La Vida, Viva La Vida was after X and Y. You're probably right. I am, for sure. Because <laughs> Viva La like, they've always been, like, fucking huge. Like, the biggest band ever. <clears throat> yeah. But, like, Viva La Vida was, like, when they were the biggest band ever. Oh, yeah. X and Y, wow, is a few years apart too. X and Y was two thousand five. Viva La Vida was two thousand eight. That's my favorite Coldplay record. Viva La Vida. Viva La Vida. It's oh, a great one. It's a great album. It's a great album. Love the album art too. Uh, I really just like. I like Rush of Blood because, uh, again, it's like older, more raw, unpolished. What songs Coldplay. are on Rush of Blood? Uh, Politic in my place. Uh, the scientist. Clocks. Clocks is tight. Um, a rush of blood to the head. <laughs> uh, it's 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 just uh of of all the Coldplay albums, it's the one that I can most sit and listen start to finish. Uh, like when I go through parachutes, I love all of parachutes, but I like pick and choose when I listen to parachutes. Sure. When I listen to X and Y, I pick and choose. When I listen to Viva La Vida, I pick and choose. But Rush of Blood, I start it right at the top and I just let it run and. I love it. It's 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 and the dynamic on it too. If you have a, a good pair of headphones, it's one of those albums you can just like chill in bed and stare at the ceiling with your headphones on and just let it roll and like you can listen to all the subtle nuances on the piano and like you can listen to the room reverb on the sure. drums and it's it's just a beautiful album. I love it. I love it. I love the album art too. It's really simple. Yeah. White and it's got like a check on the front or something. It's it's like a it's a white cover with like uh like brown like a, a head like in in gray like here i'll just show you it's hard to describe i mean i've seen it i just don't yeah, know it's it's hard to describe it i feel like it's like a chick with long hair or some shit it's like a, a partial head right okay yeah that's kind of cool yeah I, lo- I love it but okay so yeah that's my that's my number two slot um amy winehouse back to black now we've talked about amy winehouse i don't get it I, and I, I wish I did. I wish I wish too. I did because I know a lot of people are really into her. Um, I just don't. I I didn't realize how much of a phenomenon she was. Oh, I, I heard rehab. I know rehab took off real well. Um, and then she died, and that was all I knew about her. That was the worst song on that album, too, for sure. And it's the only one I know. It's actually the album is quite dark, um, real soulful. Yeah, groovy. A lot of the music on, like you know, Sharon Jones. No, she's like this weird, like I don't know how to describe it. Like eighties, short, like silver hair. Like she was like a skinny female that looked like Cisco with the haircut. Like, <laughs> okay. but she had this backing band called the Dap Kings, 
and they just played like this funky hip hop sounding shit hmm. and they did a lot of the music on this album now what what album was it back to black back to black mm-hmm. front to back every song is <clears throat> incredible every song okay um super soulful distinct ass voice yeah real uh, she, weird she, she did have a great voice um, I, I i could recognize that when i was mm-hmm. just listening to rehab because that was the only song i knew but i it just she should have went though it was the <laughs> I still remember, like, the day she died. I, I made some kind of shitty Facebook post about, like, the doctors. They, they tried to tell me to go to rehab, and I didn't say anything because I OD'd or something stupid like that. And I was like, oh, this is funny and edgy. But it wasn't. It wasn't It wasn't funny or edgy. But. It, it, it was both <laughs> at the time, I'm sure. Um, um, I remember, like, 2008, maybe. I went, uh, there was this website um, when will Amy Winehouse die dot com, and if you if you guess the right date, you win a free iPod. Holy shit! <laughs> and I definitely put a date, in and I lost. I didn't get the iPod. An but, iPod, man, that was a prize back in the day. iPod was tight. I um, I don't think I ever had an. I had an iPod Shuffle. That was no 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 not an iPod. Uh, mini maybe iPod Nano. Nano. I don't remember. I don't fucking remember. I don't. I'm not an Apple guy. It's an iPod. I've never been an Apple guy. An iPod doesn't count as anything. Yeah, sure, it does. It was still Apple. Sure. I was a Zune guy. No, I didn't really have Zune. Zune. I had a Zune. <laughs> I had a Zune. That shit was tight. Um, it was like one of the only celebrity deaths I ever gave a shit about. Yeah. I was like, oh, because I never saw her. That and when MCA died from the Beastie Boys, I was always yeah. sad too. There's no Beastie Boys on my fucking list. Oh my god. Yeah. I, I, Ugh, Beastie shit. Boys. Beastie Boys is one of those. I, I regret that I'll never get to see the Beastie Boys. Beastie Boys, huge deal. Hugest deal. Uh, oh I regret. I, you know, I, I I'm kind of upset with myself for never having gone and seen Lincoln Park. I fell off Lincoln Park years ago, but man. Uh, that first album, I was so into it when it first came Everybody out. Everybody was, and, and then like and, you, you got older and you didn't listen to it. Yeah, and then like in the last couple of years, not <laughs> just like now because he's dead, but like just within the last few recent years, everyone's like, "Yeah, that fucking first Lincoln Park album yeah. rules." And I wish I had seen them before he died. Yeah, well, you won't. No, I won't. <laughs> you won't. <laughs> Can't take that one back. Nope. Uh, I actually, I was, I was, I felt that way about Static X too. I never saw Static X, and Wayne Static died a couple of years ago. Dude, Wayne Static died a long time ago. It wasn't a long time ago. It was just, it was literally just like maybe three years ago. Two, it was like ago. five or six. Mm-mm. It was when me and Ashley were dating already. Maybe two, three at 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 most. No, it was it was at most three years ago. Oh, well, whatever. But and yeah, it's not important. <laughs> very very irrelevant to the rest of this conversation. Super true. <laughs> um. So, I, so I'm on got... my number one now. Yeah. My number one. Uh. I think this, this should have been obvious. I teased it at the beginning of the episode. Is it the new metal thing? The new metal album. And I want you I want you to try to guess what you think my favorite new metal album you, of all time you is. You said you think it's the greatest new metal album of all I, time. I think it's hands down. I think the greatest new metal of all but new metal album of all time is Follow the Leader. Oh no, you're wrong. You're no, very I'm wrong. not. Yes, you're very wrong. The greatest new metal album Hold on, of all let me time. Think again. It's not Cold Chamber, is it? No, no. Okay. Although I fucking love Cold Chamber, <laughs> I, you know. It, oh, it's um the first Slipknot album. Yes. Okay. The Slipknot self-titled album is just start to finish. Like, it, 
the first time I heard it, it's so fucking heavy. It's so aggressive. It's so brutal. It's so everything. And it, like, spoke to me. It was so fucking ahead of its time. It was. It was 100% ahead of its time. Because that album came out, like, 98? Yeah, I think... No, I think 99. 99, maybe? Get the official release No, but, I don't know, I remember when I heard it the first time, I was really into... it It was, like, 1999 or 98, whenever. June 29th, 1999. And then, in 1998, 1999, I was really into corn. I was really into Limp yeah. I was too. I was too. Um, I was really into, I was like insanely into 311. They're not new metal, but they rapped and they played rock music at the same time. So I was yeah. like, yeah, cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I heard Slip and I was like, no. Yeah. What the fuck? I, nah, uh. Yeah, dude, I, I was just afraid of it. <laughs> so I, my progression growing up, was I I was in the country when I was a kid because that was my, what my mom Hell listened to yeah. when that was what my mom listened to when I was when, when she was around me and then uh, as soon as I started listening to like my own radio stations I had to get away from whatever my mom was listening to so I switched over to B ninety six and I was all about rap and and you know nineties hip hop and stuff mm-hmm. and then uh, soon after that my sister my older sister went to like middle school or high school whatever it was uh, and you know, that's when she turned grunge because that was really in at the time when she was like just getting into public school because we went to private school. So is your sister like super old? Uh, no, she's like because like grunge was like she's like three years older than me. That couldn't have been grunge. Yeah, gr- well, grunge was like went all the way through the nineties. The grunge was like the first two years of the nineties, and it was over. Grunge was fucking it was quick. Not, it, it was, was too. Grunge over. was short as shit. No man, neither what, of us were around. What do you What do you <laughs> consider grunge? Nirvana, um, Pearl Jam, Pearl Jam, Stone Temple Pilots, uh, Soundgarden. Yeah, all that stuff was around mid nineties, easy. Yeah, but like. Mid to late nineties, other shit was way so bigger. My sister hit public school. It had to have been so she graduated in two thousand. So back that up four years, and then she was in middle school. So ninety six. So she got into public school in like maybe ninety four or ninety five. Okay. And so she, she was really into SCP. She's probably really into Green Day. Well, she was really into Alanis Morissette and Fiona Apple. And Fuck, all that. dude, Fiona Apple. I love Fiona Apple. Right. Which there was nothing wrong with any of that. But she introduced me to Q101, the sure. radio station, which at the time at was the time all, only all, played yep, all pumpkins. <laughs> it was all pumpkins. It was all uh, Bloodhound Gang. It was all Nirvana and, and STP and all that. So a lot I, of Oasis that so played. I, I went from rap to suddenly I was into nothing but Nirvana. Like I didn't want to listen to it if it wasn't Nirvana or or Smashing Pumpkins. I wasn't allowed to listen to Green Day because they said fuck on one of their albums or something. I don't remember. They said fuck always. I know, I know. But... My, my mom like freaked out about I think I, I rented Dookie from the library mm-hmm. and I brought it home. My mom's like, you're not listening to this. That happened to me. Same thing. My sister checked it yeah. out from the library. And I was reading through the thing, and I'm like, oh, because I was like in 1994. I was fucking what, like six or seven? Yeah, I was like, nine. No, I was nine. And but, um, still, but yeah. So anyway, I got I got deep into the grunge thing, and then that was while I was in uh, private school, and then I hit middle school in uh, 19. Oh no no no! In 2000, fuck, what year would that have been? No, yeah, 98, 97, 98 is when I hit middle school, um, and. That's when I met a guy that got me into. He was listening to Stained 
and yeah. Limp Biscuit and Corn, and he got me into all them. And then when I was like, yeah, metal, 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 and he was like, wait, you think this is good? Check this out. And then in 1999, he showed me the self-titled Slipknot album, and everything changed for me right then and there. I was like, I need nothing but this for the rest of my life, or this or heavier for the rest of my life. And it, uh, still, it's still such a great album. I, I could mm-hmm. listen to it 10 times a day and be happy. I can, I know that's one of the few albums I think I know every single word to the album. I was better. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it is. And like, you know who argues <sighs> that? Literally everyone. I don't care. Self titled, the greatest. Uh, the GOAT. I love Iowa and self titled and Slipknot as a whole. I think Slipknot is awesome. Slipknot. I, I, Slipknot's another band. I've never seen Slip, Slipknot live. I don't know if I could. I would, I would like sit in the back and be like, so many of y'all. Yeah. What, what for? <laughs> I would love to. I, I really want to see. There's actually a Subliminal Versus a local yeah, Slipknot tribute band. I really want to see it because if you watch the videos of them live, they have like the mannerisms and they have like the the stances and everything. They they look like Slipknot, except for the bassist is really skinny and uh, Paul Gray was never skinny. He was kind of a bigger guy. Um. I love that Slipknot's drummer is Max Weinberg's kid. Yeah, right? Isn't that wild? That is crazy. That is crazy. <laughs> I don't like his mask, though. I don't know what it looks like. It's Mask like... Weinberg. <laughs> <laughs> Boo. <laughs> Dude, that's funny. That is so funny. All right, what's your number one? Um, MXPX slowly going away the Buffalo. Oh, gee, who wouldn't have seen that one coming? I guess yours. Yeah, you did. <laughs> I I would I told I would have guessed MXPX, but I don't know any MXPX albums. Oh, so. Slowly going away the Buffalo. It was their fourth album, I think. Fourth, fourth, fourth. Um, Nineteen ninety six or seven. Really like uh, them kind of not being sixteen year old kids. Yeah, grown up a little bit. Still Christian. Yeah. Or was this? Post-Christian MXPX. Post-Christian MXPX. That's complicated because, like, <laughs> there was always little subtleties up until recently. And now it's just gone. And they yeah. curse now. And it's like Under yeah. Oath. Oh, did you? There was an interview with Under Oath recently about why they are not Christian anymore. It's actually a pretty solid interview. They had a good explanation. I, I appreciated it a lot. Is it like about how? Because when he was on drugs, no one gave a shit. Yeah, 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 I've seen that. Yeah, nobody in the Christian community, people in the Christian community, like pushed them away because they were on drugs and stuff instead of helping. And the people that were not in the Christian community, those were the ones that embraced him and helped him get through it. That's I, I love that explanation. It's solid. Yeah. But yeah, okay. Back to MXPX. So. Um, this album is <laughs> fairly raw, um, kind of like basement-ish, if you will. It's kind of gross. It's not as it's more. It's very polished and very gross at the same time because they got bigger and bigger and bigger, and they got more successful and more money. But I think it was just intentionally kind of gross, so you can. Hear, hear it being polished but sounding shitty at the same time on purpose. That doesn't make yeah. any sense, <laughs> but it does. Um, lyrically, there, I mean, there's songs about chicks on it. Yeah. Um, I don't think they'd use the word Christ or anything on the whole album. No, they think they say God on the album a couple times, though. 
in like real lame, corny ways too. <laughs> but uh, real fast, real a lot of it's really sad. There's an instrumental song on that album that's real fucking intense and twangy and gross. It's just a really awesome album. I could have picked any of their albums to be the number yeah. one, but that one has the most cool shit on it. Again, another one I'm going to have to check out. I so uh, so all, almost all the ones that you named, like the the punk bands specifically, mm-hmm. the you know uh, Alkaline Trio, MXPX, um, even Saves the Day. I know is not really punk. I don't. I don't some of it. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of kind of. But they're in that same wheelhouse, you know. Sure. Um, I those were all like, I I just I I branched out in the other direction. You you went up the punk route. I went up the metal route. Sure. And I missed all that shit, and I I, I regret it because now now that I'm older and I'm I I I'm, I'm like backing my way into punk now. You You're wearing know? a knuckle puck shirt. I know. Well, that's we're in a pop punk band. So I had I had no idea about punk until Larry called me or texted me, whatever it was a few years ago and he was just like hey you want to be in a punk garth brooks band with us and i was just like i don't know punk and you I, you I mean, literally made me a playlist on spotify it. that night it's called called chris doesn't know punk <laughs> uh-huh and and that was my introduction to punk i mean i, I don't get, some good shit on that playlist. I, I i know punk don't get me wrong like i i know the history of punk i know all who all the punk bands are i could recognize them if i heard them and stuff but i just didn't I didn't grow up on it. I didn't ever sure. sit and listen to it sure. until we started playing in No Fences. And yeah. and now I'm backing my way into punk and like before so I was really into hardcore for years. Sure. And hardcore is direct derivative of punk rock, you know? And that's why whenever I told people I was into hardcore, they're like, Oh, you mean like uh like misfits and uh like uh I don't fucking uh, minor threat and yeah, minor threats like the hardcore band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Minor threat though, I always hated minor threat. Why? Because like minor threat rules. Because I wasn't into punk. Okay, and and what I thought hardcore was was champion and bane and vastly different from minor sure. threat. You know, sure. But now that I'm backing into punk, I hear minor threat and I'm like. Wow, this is good. Yeah, my <laughs> you know, favorite rules. I I wish I would have gotten into that. Sure, and I I, I missed out on so much. And no, it's, but it's I mean, such a we didn't miss out on minor threat because like that was right. No, 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 I don't mean specifically yeah, that. Like, but we were fucking mean, alive, but I just missed out on that whole thing. And like I I just just you know now I'm also backing into like early '90s like OG emo. I'm not oh, talking about oh, yeah. I'm not talking about My Chemical Romance. No, you're talking about emo. I'm talking about emo like '90s emo and and like uh. I, I just discovered American football, <laughs> which is sad because how long has American football been, been defunct? Um, American football, no one gave a shit about American football when they were around, and then everyone gave a shit about them uh, like five, six years ago, and then they released another album two or three years ago. Oh, did they? Yeah, it's the same as the other one. Okay. <laughs> like it's whatever. Uh, and then I also just discovered a couple years ago, I discovered... Uh, I always say it wrong. Is it drives like Jehu or drive like Jehu? Drive. There's no drive ways. like Jehu. Sick, amazing, and like you, you listen to the, so going going through the hardcore metalcore stuff. I was always really into botch, and now after hearing drive like Jehu, it's like holy shit! This is exactly where botch got their sound, you know. Mm-hmm. And then I looked into it, and the botch guitarist 
has even said specifically that that was his that was his inspiration was oh, drive sure. like Jehu, and you can absolutely hear. It. And man, I and I I I guess I wasn't quite old enough to have appreciated it because I think Drive Like Jehu was like. 1990 or 91 Something or 92. Like that. It was real early 90s, and I was like six. Yeah. So no matter what, I wouldn't have appreciated it. But goddamn, I wish I could have. I wish I. I wish I could have experienced that at the time. Sure, sure. And I, I can never get that back. But, uh, but yeah. So that's so that's our top five favorite albums and our five honorable mentions. It was cool. Uh, I highly recommend you check out all of these albums. Uh, just so for one thing, just so you can get an idea of who we are and what we're into yeah so you can know if you're gonna enjoy this podcast or not sure <laughs> but it's not a bad call uh, but realistically though even though these are our favorites i i know i speak for myself but i know larry also we listen to everything so uh, i listen to some stuff i listen to almost everything i listen to punk rock and rap yeah um that's it <laughs> i listen to other shit but Primarily, what I listen to is punk rock. Okay, rap. you know what I don't listen to? I don't listen to modern country. I hate modern country. I'm not crazy about modern country. Uh, country, rock, pop, whatever. Crazy you want. about unmodern country. Yeah, I, I'm not. Uh-huh. I, I'm I, not crazy about it, but I listen to it. I, I appreciate lo- it. I fucking love it. <laughs> I listen but, to it all the time. I mean, I mean, that being said, like I, I feel like we will cover all bases on. We this will show. for sure. Um, and you know, sooner than later, I feel like we're going to start getting some guests in here. We're going to start, uh, the idea has been tossed around. Uh, My podcast studio is directly next to our jam space. Uh, our our gear is, uh, we're, we're looking at it right now. I'm almost touching Steve's gear. So there is a very distinct possibility that we can maybe get some bands in here for interviews and have some, some live sesh. Uh, stuff recorded which i think would be a lot of fun that would be cool um so it's just ideas that we're kicking around for the show um i hope you enjoyed listening to this episode and listening to us ramble about albums for an hour and 15 minutes we went over an hour we did yeah all right yeah it was pretty easy cool this this was uh this went so much but we we tried recording podcast a few months ago and i feel like it was a train wreck we we tried discussing christian albums metal albums christian metal albums yeah I feel like we need to redo that episode. There uh, was no Christian metal on my list. None on mine either. I there don't was think... Christian. Saves the day. No, it's not Christian. Um, MXPX. Further seems forever. Yeah. Me without you. None. None. None on mine. You have me without you on yours. Well, on my honorable mentions. Oh, you're right. You're right. I, I forgot about honorable mentions. I didn't write mine down. I was. I, I feel like I could still do like thirty more honorable mentions, but yeah. Well, we'll we can pepper those in later. You know. True. Uh, maybe one one album an episode for each of us. We'll just at the end of the episode say, "Hey, go hey listen, listen to this, this album. Yeah. That's an album I've liked for a long time." You know, you know what? Before we cut out, real quick, I want to discuss um, relevant, like uh, in the news right now. I guess uh, just happened today. I think uh, there. So there's the whole M- Eminem and Machine Gun Kelly sure. thing going on. Are you following any of that? I mean, I have Facebook. I have to. But... So Eminem released Kamikaze. What a week or two ago, yeah, ish. And just the other day, uh, there was there was a diss track on it, uh, dissing Machine Gun Kelly. Machine Gun Kelly, like two days later, fires back with a diss track to Eminem called "Rap Devil," uh, mm-hmm. mocking rap god, obviously. Sure. And then Eminem finally posted a response today uh, called "Killshot," I think something like that. And 
what's your thoughts on the whole what's your thoughts on the whole thing uh, since, um, since this is a music podcast Eminem like was should... cool like in the 90s I, the first two what's what's the third Eminem album I, I, I don't know I've never owned an Eminem album because like the Slim Shady LP and the Marshall Mathers LP I've, are both fire I've listened to all of them I've but, owned none of them I mean I fucking hate Machine Gun Kelly I don't I didn't even know who he was until all this started um I saw him with Blink once it wasn't cool yeah uh yeah, I he, remember a couple years ago at the the AP Awards, he uh, did guest vocals with Papa Roach, and I was mm. like, "Tie Papa Roach rules!" <laughs> but he was wearing like a like a tiger print like suit. Oh, neat! And I'm like, "This could be so sick!" Like I wouldn't be wearing a tiger skin suit singing with Papa Roach. Yeah, no, because I was about to shit on this, and then like I break it down, I'm like, "Man, that's tight." So I don't know. Maybe he's cool. <laughs> I gotta say his diss track, uh, that rap devil. I thought it was pretty good. I didn't listen to any of it. I, and I'm I don't get into rap feuds. I don't I don't really follow it. But this is such huge news right now for some reason. But I'm really digging it because it's it's good beef, man. It's like Eminem is good at this shit. He's good at the diss tracks. He's sure. And this this clapback that he, he he's put up today. I loved it. I know I, I saw a couple of people online shitting about it already, but for the most part, everybody I've seen posting it was just, oh my god, it's the best thing ever. So, do you think they're friends in real life and they're just doing this for oh, attention? Publicity? I, I almost guarantee this is a publicity thing. But whatever it is, it's working. I'm enjoying it. I like it. I want them to do like a instead of doing diss tracks, they like they go on YouTube and they just like kiss for a couple minutes. Somebody, I, I was, I forget who I was. Maybe it was Andy Reid. Our, our good buddy Andy Reid. Andy, uh, Andy Reid. I think he commented on somebody's thing saying that, uh, or maybe it wasn't him. I don't know. Somebody brought up like a really intelligent argument that like Eminem is bringing substance back to rap by putting out all these I get all that, these disses there's, on. There's the so album. much. The, it's it's about actual people again instead of just rapping about cars and rapping about Xanax. doing drugs and shit. But I do like ignorant ass substance, substanceless rap. I love it. I do too. I, <laughs> I love the sound of it, but I, I, I don't love what they're talking sh- about. I don't give a shit about the I lyrics on any of that stuff. It's so, the music is so ridiculous and obnoxious that mm-hmm. if they were singing about anything legitimate, it wouldn't be tight. You're right. You're it's, right. It's all perfect and I love it. Like I, I love Migos. I love... A little pump. Gucci gang, Gucci gang, Gucci gang, Gucci gang, Gucci gang. That sounds awesome. He's went to jail for driving without a license. <laughs> <laughs> he really did. Did you hear that song he did with Kanye West where they're wearing those big ass box suits? I, no, I haven't Dude, heard it. I've seen memes about it though. That song is so insane and stupid and it's so tight. All right, I'm going to look it up. It's so tight. There's like five lyrics in the whole song. The song's a minute and a half long. So let's shift away from rap now. Okay. Uh Skirt. Skirt. <laughs> Another track. I think it just dropped today. Uh, if it if it was yesterday, I missed it until just today. Uh, I don't know how you feel about this, but a new Soulfly track dropped today. Didn't I saw you? Oh my god! Um, mistype Soulfly on Facebook. Uh, yes, Soulfly. I saw my that. wife called me out about it, and, and then you called her a dick. Yeah, she is a dick. <laughs> and then she then she commented with a gif of an old guy dabbing. <laughs> that's so yeah, tight. Yeah, that's. that's <laughs> Typical Ashley fashion. He did dab. You didn't see it, but Chris did dab. So I just saw an old guy dabbing. Oh. But yeah, dude, Soulfly has dropped three tracks off the new album so far. Uh, I don't know when the new album's due. I think it's supposed to be out by the end of this month. And 
I have not been pumped about Soulfly for like 15 years. Says everyone. But I don't care. This, these three tracks so far that have come out are so fucking good. Mm. So heavy. So perfect. They like, are. I've heard the one and it's sick. It's so good. And the one they dropped today is featuring Randy Blythe from uh, Lamb of God. Oh. And it's it's so good, man. It's so good. I'm so excited about Soulfly. It's, I, I guarantee... If if the rest of the album is near as good as those three tracks have been so far, guarantee it's going to be either my number two or three album of the year. Guarantee it. But we'll see. We'll see when it comes we'll out. See. The I'm other, also super stoked about Daughters. I don't know. The other nine out. albums are going to be like Bodum or something. <laughs> <laughs> are they still but, around? Uh, I'm sure they are. Black metal bands never die. They're immortal. Bodum wasn't black metal. I know. I, fuck, they're whatever they are. They were. Metalcore that presented themselves as black metal. Yeah, I, I think don't, I don't even know what they, I saw I one time, but I wasn't paying attention. Never listened to them. They were just at a show that I was at. Never listened to them. I just know they wore the fucking makeup and stuff. I like, fell asleep at that show. Yeah, seeing that good, huh? I was tired, but um, Lamb of God, Bodum, some other bands like that. It was at where did we see Haste today? In Indy, like seven oh, years the ago, Egyptian room. It was there. I just sat up against the wall and I fell asleep at a cool. Lamb of God show. Oh, that Haste the Day show. That Haste the Day show was sick. That Who was, else played that show? Haste the Day still remains. Still remains. And wasn't there was like a a deathcore band? I think. No, I knew the guy who played drums in that band. His name was Nick, but I forgot what the band was called. Um, the something. Oh sure. I don't remember. I honestly don't. I feel bad because I thought they were good. I remember thinking they were really heavy. I remember thinking they were good, but yeah, that was the that was the ten year Burning Bridges anniversary. That was a while ago. That was a while ago because Burning Bridges is what two thousand four. So that would have been two thousand fourteen. That was four almost five years ago. That was so good. That was a good show. But, uh, is there anything else fresh in music news that you know of that we can discuss real quick? Or are we... I'm fading. Ew. It's late, man. It's late. It's late. We'll, we'll save some music news for the next episode. We'll think of something cool. Yeah. But I hope you've enjoyed this first episode of Crucial Tunes. Um, we'll be back. We're, I don't know how often we're going to do this. We're, I'm going to try to aim for weekly, maybe. But yeah. at most, bi-weekly. So... Uh, and I also don't know where this is getting released. I, I think uh, my buddy Nate at Journey into Comics Network is going to hook us up with a temporary slot. And he mentioned it to me again the other day, asking about it. So we'll dr- probably so. drop the pilot on uh, Journey into Comics. And if Nate likes it, hopefully he'll pick it up and we can keep running with it. And, cool. Uh, uh, maybe by the next episode we'll have some social media accounts set up and an email you can get a hold of us. Oh, yeah, I should do uh, that. Otherwise, uh, for now, if if, uh, if you like what you're hearing and you want us to talk about a certain album or a certain song or blah, 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 uh, just drop a message to myself, Chris Plant, or Larry Rizinko on Facebook, and uh, we'll, we'll get to it on our next episode. Cool. All right. Thanks, everybody. Peace. Later.